0: Hello, queens. Welcome back to the podcast. I have one of you guys' favorite guests. She's back. Um, she's a very busy woman. I've been trying to get her, uh, on the podcast for the entire summer. So <laughs> she's back, guys. Muluba, say hi. Yay. Hello. Hi, everyone. Hello, my black queens. How are you all doing? Thanks for having me back again, Jay. It's always like such a bomb ass conversation. We do have fire conversations. I will say um, I've been on your podcast. You've been on mine and they've been hits with the public and just yeah. re- flow really well. So I'm so happy to be back. I think, I think we need to think about this, you know, like host an actual like live thing. Oh my God. That would be awesome. Cause I think it would be the bomb dig. Yes, after this Delta variant leaves, hopefully she leaves around like February. Yes. 22. We should definitely look into doing a live show, uh, next year. I would be down. All right. Well, guys, it's coming. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but today we are talking about shitting. Shitting. Like, pooping. Shitting. Bowel <laughs> movements. Whatever <laughs> you call it. We're talking about the nasty. I, I mean, getting around to doing this episode was a lot so one of my least favorite actually this is the worst things about maluba in my opinion is she likes talking about shit (sighs) she loves talking about poop and i just can't handle it she's ridiculous she will be on the phone she'll be like i have to go and shit and she'll let you know that she's going to shit I will let you know that I have to do a bowel movement. I will talk to you about my bowel movements. I will ask <laughs> you about your bowel movements. It's not that I love to talk about shitting. I just don't think it's a problem. It's not I mean, taboo. Yeah. I'm just, I'm all for it. Have you always been this person that's like comfortable talking about your bodily functions? It's interesting because I remember like, people will come back to me being like, well, you've explained, like, these types of things before. And I'm like, oh, really? I told you all that? But (laughs) (laughs) I think as a child, you wouldn't, especially as, like, uh, a young woman, when I first got my period, you wouldn't talk about going to pee, going to poop, you know, having to change your tampon or anything like that. It was just taboo to talk about. You know, I'd call the vagina a wee wee and all that stuff. And then, sort of at like some blank, I think maybe starting in my twenties, I just realized, like, oh, everybody has an asshole, and everybody's asshole lets out waste, right? Yeah. Like, And if you don't, that's actually a problem. So it's actually something that we all have in constant. You know, you can have the most differences with somebody, but everybody poops. And so if we're all doing this thing, it's actually normal. So why is it so bad for us to talk about? And then I kind of just, you know, started talking about it. People will talk about it to me. And here we are. I I don't think it's weird. And I want the listeners to know, I don't just... Only talk about shitting or pooping. JJ makes it seem like that's the number one thing on my mind. <laughs> you that, are known in the friend group as the friend that's like, she will talk about the the, the poop. I am not known in the friend. You look at me as that. But I just don't have a problem with it. But no, I'm not talking about Play 4-7. But I have no problem talking about it. And <sighs> I, friend, I don't like, know. I always say, like, if a friend tells me they're not feeling well, I <laughs> will ask, like, how's your poop? <laughs> yes she does too much but like you're telling me you're not feeling well of course right right okay so for me i have to i have to say for me like shitting it's not fun it's It's like I don't like it, I just feel especially okay, when I have to go to the toilet for like peeing I'm like, okay, whatever, but when I have to shit, I sit on the toilet and then I shit, and I'm like, oh my God, how can this come out of me me namarome July na na before how can this this shit come from me, and sometimes it is smelling I'm like. So you oh. mean I can my shit can smell like this? Right. It's such a, I hate it. When I'm home, like sometimes when I'm so irritated, I'll just bathe right after. Because I'm like, I need to just, oh. <laughs> it's one of those experiences. I like, I don't like it. I don't like to shit. Obviously, I do shit, you know, because I'm human. I go to, you know. Mm. But it's like, if if I could just take medication to take that away, like. <sighs> I think I would. Oh my gosh, I would never. I hate it. I hate it, I hate it so much. Now we're really going in. So the activity of actually taking a poop. I don't like taking a poop anywhere that isn't my home.
1: Really?
0: Uh, first I of, think I that's I most the, people. I hate the public bathrooms where it's like there's like air, like there's that space at the bottom, space at the top. There's the stalls and all that. I don't want to shit when somebody else is in the room with me. That's yes. just, Awkward. And then if I'm at somebody else's house, like, yes, it's a private bathroom, but it's still just not my home. I love to be at my own home, be able to get naked and just get on my squatty potty and poop and just really empty it all out. I honestly, if it smells, if it hurts me pooping or anything like that, yeah, it's not pleasant, but I'm so happy to get it done because I'm like, okay, that's a waste out of my body. You feel so much lighter. You mm-hmm. feel like, oh, you know, maybe I've lost some weight. Um, so for those people who don't know what a squatty potty is, what is it? So a squatty potty is essentially a stool that has kind of a cut in the middle so that your toilet can fit under it. Mm-hmm. But it. Just like a little like step stool that you would put so when you sit down, you put your legs on it so that your knees are kind of curled up a little bit because apparently that's a good position for you to uh poop in. It like straightens your body more so that the poop comes out easily. I know friends, Squatty Potty is kind of like a, a fancy thing to buy. It's about like $21 on Amazon. But people have- stools, I have a friend that uses like a garbage can. Um and you can even just squat your legs. It just makes everything more pleasant. Interesting. I I'm still not going to get it. I know Maluba has suggested, but there are times when I'm I'm sitting on the toilet and it's like Oh my God, maybe I should, you know? <laughs> sometimes you have those, those hard BMs and you're like, yes, sometimes you have those hard BMs, but, but you know what? Uh, the thing about a BM is like, I know people are like, oh, it smells or all oh, this. And I always tell people, and this is something I told you, JJ. Make sure you are looking at your poop. Make sure you're noting down the smell of it. You know, an odd smell. Be like, well, did I eat something irregular that I normally don't eat? And if you're still eating regular things, but it's Mm -hmm. an odd smell, then what's going on with me? You know, do I have a virus? You have to look at your stool, what kind of shape it is, what color Ah! it is, what, you know, because we want a regular stool. You don't want something that's too hard and too dark and black. And you, but you don't want loose stool, diarrhea, Mm -hmm. uh, very light or anything like that. You want a a brown sausage. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only thing that I can describe it. That's really healthy. I'm telling you guys, like poop can, like, people have found, you know, like cancer, diabetes, Mm -hmm. just, you know, regular viruses, the flu. Your poop tells a lot. Oh. My, my ears, but, uh, I don't even know what just, I, I'm, I'm trying to start the sentence and I literally can't. This girl said brown sausage. I'm, so, you know beautiful. how much I love sausages and you <laughs> have to say that. Even though my, 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 my trainer said absolutely not, no sausages. No, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's the only way that I, that's, that's the first thing I thought of and now I'm remembering that you do love sausages. So, alien Sausage, that's like what your lumps of poo should normally look like. I am disgusted. I'm just telling the people. I'm not a doctor, by the way. Let's all preface that. Muluva's giving you all this advice about poop. I've done a lot of research, though. I've talked to doctors about it. I've done the whole Googler thing. But I will say that if you are concerned about your poop, don't just say... I must have cancer because my poop looks like this and you told me that. that would be, go to that guys, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we, uh, yeah, we are not doctors. We're just, you know, we're just talking. Um, let's talk about, you know, because poop is like, obviously it's a big indicator of someone's health. I think doctors, like, I know when I'm telling my doctor, I feel like this, she's like, have you been pooing? And I'm like, can you just? So she's always, it's, it's a huge indicator for health. For someone's like in in terms of like it it shows whether you're healthy or not if there's some issues but how comes it's such it's like the least talked about part of of a person's health like you never hear people talking about you know if your pee is this color then it's concerning if this 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 why do you think that that is if it's this thing that like indicates whether you're healthy or not and it's something we do every day. Why do you think there is such a silence when it comes to, you know, knowing that part of our bodies? I think there's just some taboo around it, you know, it's, it's. Mm -hmm considered something that is gross and it is you know waste coming out of our body but it's normal it's something that you normally do have to do it's like you said when you talk to doctors a lot of the times they will ask you like first of all have you been pooping you know how frequent or less frequent um what does it look like you know that is something that they want to know something that i actually went through uh years ago which was said years ago was irritable bowel syndrome, IBS, because I was just having a diarrhea and I did not know what was going on. And so I actually like, that's where I realized that like, I was a little bit lactose intolerant and I took pills and stuff. And so it's something we have to talk about, but you will not believe the amount of people that have celiac disease or are lactose intolerant and are never diagnosed for it because they're not telling their doctors that they are very concerned about how they're pooping. They just go through it in silence. And it's, doctors, you know, went to school for, like, eight years for this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you could talk to them about your shit. But there's just this taboo about it, you know, even talking about our pee, if it's too yellow or not, that we just kind of go through it in silence. And unfortunately... Sometimes it's really dangerous and irreparable. You know, I I remember having a friend that was like, yeah, for about six months, I've been pooping and there's blood in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, can you? But you have a rush to the doctor and they were just kind of like just going through it and just dealing with it. Mm-hmm. So... It's really concerning. And I think the reason why I wanted to actually do this episode, because as much as JJ says, I love to talk about shitting and pooping. I don't go up to strangers and just talk about it. (laughs) I, you know, I have my, my, my group of friends and stuff and I'm not shy about it. But the reason why, you know, I didn't mind publicly doing this episode was because I do want to take away that shame from it and tell people that you know it's normal, you know, it's not gross, it's not disgusting, and it's something that we shouldn't be embarrassed about and something that, you know, we don't have to talk about it every day, every second, but I think it's something that you can be open about it if you want to. I was uh I read this the this book called Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. If y'all have a chance, please read it. And he talks about the shitting experience. Um and he described it so perfectly he talked about it and, and said he it's a humbling experience it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter you know whether you're beyonce or rihanna or jane or Meluba. when you have to shit you have to shit right and it's like i was just like oh my god that's true and maybe that's why we are so just horrified by this because it's a moment where you you have no choice but to it's, go on that toilet or that pit latrine and you have to shit because the body is saying we are coming out and we are coming out now. <laughs> the body is saying we are coming out now and it's something that is a constant in all of us like mm-hmm. no disrespect to the queen and it was her birthday recently but Beyonce. the one thing like we have in common is that Beyonce and I probably both took a poop today like, yeah, that's the one thing I can say that I have. <laughs> yeah, honest. and if she didn't take a poop today, then you know I'm very sorry for her because you know. It's, yeah, it's, but you know, like it's that's why it's so like okay. If we're all doing it, why is it the one thing that we all don't want to like talk about or just yeah. be open about? I think so. it's because it's a moment where you are vulnerable and you. It's humbling. Because Because it's one of those moments where in your day, you you cannot put it off. When it says, we are here, open the door, (laughs) I'll come out, and we shall just embarrass you. So make your choice. I've I've definitely tried to hold it off before. The consequences are deadly, and you will hurt like hell. I've been in public places where I've held it. Until coming home, and it's just it's turned my stomach over some more. It's just been terrible, and I would not recommend it. to anyone. Yeah, and even when you hold it, it's like okay, so we'll give you some few minutes, but we are going to we are possibly to make you uncomfortable, <laughs> and then 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 it's like okay, we're coming, we're coming, it's coming, it's coming. It's coming. Do you remember when we went to a diner, you, I, and another friend of ours? And I ordered, I think I had like a chocolate milk and then I had whatever meal, like possible. You had a meal with like so much cheese. I think I had a meal with cheese and then I had, to top it all off, I had cheesecake and y'all like, I'm like... Like lactose intolerant, but I could have like a little bit of dairy. I just need to monitor. But after like having the chocolate milk plus the cheesecake, God was like, "Really, girl?" She you could tell the you. Pasta. And I remember JJ was telling the story, and I was like, just listening and laughing. And I was like, "Okay, you need to pause because I, I, I cannot wait for you because you know JJ loves to tell her stories of theatrics and all that." And I was like, "Okay, it's not ending anytime soon." <laughs> but I had to Go and I ran down to the bathroom. Yeah. And I came back up and was so free and ready to hear your story. I felt like, <laughs> I, I felt light as hell. I thought, like we've never party. been back to France. Like, we, we were <laughs> done. We were like, oh fuck yeah, that. Yeah, that, that diner was definitely, if anybody's constipated, um, I think I would recommend that diner. I think they, <laughs> they definitely put lax well, in we, it. We, me and Melody too, like when we got home, we were like, did you just shit? I just shit a storm <laughs> right now. Yeah. Like, you know? Let me tell you guys about being lactose intolerant. So I have been lactose intolerant since I think when I first discovered it. I was about 16 years old. I used to love ice caps. Oh my God. Like ice caps was the bomb I That was my shit. I used to walk from my house and there was a Tim Horns near my high school. And I would walk over there. And I would get my ice cap every morning. This time, I, I was like, hey, you know, when you're about, when you get diarrhea, you feel shivers on the side, when it's coming, right? (laughs) There's sugars on, on your sideburns. It's, it's like whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Like you just feel shivering. And I'm like, oh my God, why is there diarrhea coming? And I had to get my ass and (laughs) clench it, clench it like this, (laughs) hold it and walk. And pray in the name of Jesus to make sure that the shit does not come out. But did I get the point then? No. It took another year. I had to. I did that for like, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Until one day I picked up my, you know, this this kid I used to babysit, and I literally was like, I left her on the road. I was like, I have to shit, and she was literally like a child, <laughs> and I'm like, I can't do it. I have to. I have to go. So Job to you doing babysitting duty? If if the shit is coming, I'm leaving your child on the room. I'm saying. Just saying, guys. At least they're honest. And like I was it was the one of the most horrific moments of my life. Like I couldn't no more French vanillas, no more English toffees, for like no more steep tea double double. I had to literally stop and it was, and from then, like, of course I still have those moments where I'm like, today we are going to clench. I'm going to have this cheesecake. We're just going to have to clench all the way home or I have to plan. And by the way, la, before you guys saw me to try lactate pills, they don't work for me. I have tweeted them and they gave me my money back. It doesn't work. That being said, like, sometimes I literally have to just be like, okay, I have the next three days off. I'm going to order an nice cap. Ooh, that's hilarious. See, I'm not that bad. and mine's a lot more minor than that because I can, like, monitor it. Like, I can have a hot chocolate, but, like, the, it's the amount. It's like, I can't have a hot chocolate cheesecake and a grilled cheese sandwich, bitch. My body would be like, okay, really? But the great thing about having a, some lactose intolerance is if you do feel backed up or you feel a little too full and you haven't pooped yet. <laughs> hmm like, you know, just a little cup of the milk and it, it gets the, it gets the bowels moving. Yeah. Um, it's, it's this thing that we all have to do and, and do need to do, but it's also one of those things. I think like for me, shitting is a, it's a moment for me to be vulnerable. Mobility yeah. makes me uncomfortable i don't even see how it's an vulnerable thing it's not like the oh when you're magically shitting that means you're more prone to the killer getting you you know it's no like, it's like because i have muluba it's it's a, it's a vulnerable moment because i have no choice but to sit there and shit i have no choice but sit there and poo poo i cannot be like oh let me do this oh let me go and poop no you're i have sit there and and poo and it's I don't know. It's uncomfortable. I have no power in that moment. I, I think that's why it's, it's, it's a, it's one of those things. You know, I'm, I'm in therapy. I'm working on it, but, okay. uh, yeah. But let's switch gears and talk about, you know, vaginas that's and cool. our bodies as women for, Most of us who are raised by African parents or black parents, our mothers spent a lot of time telling us you have to be clean, you have to scrub yourself, you have to make sure that, you know, the purse is is cleaned up and it's clean so that when one day you get married and you know you have to make sure that when a man is going to be with you that you're not smelling. Meanwhile, I don't remember my mother having this conversation with my brothers. Right. There is too much emphasis on women needing to be clean did you experience that as a child or with your aunties or mom yes absolutely so I didn't grow up with brothers but I do even just notice like the thing about like first of all men's genitals are external the penis and the balls just hangs out there Like, Mm -hmm. just like, to me, that's, that's nastier, even though like, yes, it's all out there. And like, I don't know how you're talked to about like cleaning under those flaps and all that. But women, you know, in a way, like, yes, we're taught, like, you know, clean yourselves. And this this, is that. And there's something like, again like with taboo that is said about the vagina where women are very like self-conscious about it and you know people make a lot of money off of women feeling like they're dirty remember we had a conversation that stuff i remember using it in high school grade of uh, 10 to like 12 summer's eve which is like a special like vagina shampoo or whatever a cleaner that stuff's it bullshit and okay. Vagisil, yeah. Summer's Eve, Vagisil, all that stuff that they'll say is, like, for specially cleaning your generals. Girls, you do not need that. The vagina doesn't need some special soap because it's so disgusting. First of all, the vagina cleans itself, okay? It actually is supposed to, so if your vagina is smelling or something's, like, or it's not seeming like it's clean, there's something deeper going on that you do need to get that checked. But you, like, vagina, use warm water. Use that, like, you know, unscented soap, Cetaphil. You don't need that summer's-y vaginal shit that they, that's overpriced, So they make you feel like, oh, then you're going to be a clean woman and be virgin. That's all bullshit. And that's men making some sort of product, basing it off of women are going to be disgusting and taking our money. That's bullshit. That type of stuff. And then when you look at pads and tampons, I will stick it till, till I am old and blue in the face. There's no fucking reason why pads and tampons should be for sale. A period is a woman's naturally bodily function. You should be getting that shit for free. Or I should be able to claim that shit on my taxes, okay? They yeah. are making money off of us of something that we naturally do. Yeah, and and I think... When you, when, when you look at, I don't know if you've ever seen like an always commercial where it's like, you won't feel disgusting during your period and you won't, you know, you'll be clean, you'll be dry and clean. And like, there's always these, this messaging, even with vagicil, you know, get the clean you deserve and, and, you know, and your, your vagina will be naturally like, and it's like all this messaging about women, Being clean. Mm -hmm. Where do you think that that stems from? Why does, why is society obsessed with this idea that a woman must be clean? Men, patriarchy, sexism, misogyny, Mm -hmm. the fact that that's what they're basing it off of to make women feel like dirty and disgusting. You know, just even the fact that men can sleep with 20 women. And that women sleeping with three men is, you know, considered a bad thing. Just basing it off of that, that's what gives us the idea that women need to be clean, need to be kept, need to be that. But you don't see that messaging for men. Yeah, no. And it's like, and to be honest, in my household, like when I was growing up, my mom supervised my showering when I was a child. This is going to sound really weird, but when I, when I grew up in Uganda, we had maids. And so the maid used to bathe me up until I was about nine years old, eight, nine years old. And then after that, my mom is like, okay, Jane, you have to learn how to bathe. And for, for weeks, for months, Cause I was um I was in boarding school at the time. She's like, you need to, we need to supervise your bathing. She'd be like, you, and and I was eight or nine. she's going, you know, one day you're going to be married and you don't want to be smelling. Yeah. You know, one day you're like, and it's like, why do, like I'm literally this like child that I that is preparing for this man. And here's the thing. All these white celebrities are coming out talking about not bathing and all that. I am not for that. I'm not for the support of who cares if you smell. I don't want you smelling. Okay, I want you yeah. to be clean, healthy. I want you to smell nice. I want you to to look nice. All of that. But where is that messaging for the equal opportunities? Where are we teaching our sons and the boys mm-hmm. well? And where are we letting women know though? You know, if you do have a disgusting period and you leak through your pad, it's okay it happens exactly. okay it's gonna happen within like, with the, the 30 years of your life that you have a period even more mm-hmm. like it's not the most you know discussed like it happens it yeah. doesn't mean you're the scum of the earth or a failure sometimes our body just does that shit and and you don't need to literally like i know like i i definitely struggle with that part of the reason why i love scent is because I love the idea of like smelling good but because it was like beaten over the head where I'm like worried like I I mean I, I hope I don't smell like and my mother always told me that because I'm fat because I've always been a fat child I I'm more prone to smell bad and so she would be like you know you have to take extra care because it's easy for people like you to smell and Something I subconsciously make sure like you know people are like, why are you always bathing, Jane? I'm like because the messaging has always been that if I don't put a cap on it i'm i'm there's a possibility of being smelly because as a apparently fat women are more prone to smell bad easily, and that was always like she should she would always say that and and now now that I'm older. I find myself being like extra vigilant. Yeah. In making sure that I've bathed, I've done this, I'm doing this. Like even when I'm home, I have to make sure I wear deodorant. Like if I smell even a whiff of anything, I'm like, whoa, okay. (laughs) Let's go take care of it. And it's crazy because white people, white people get to now in recent times come and say oh by the way guys i don't bathe and guess what else i don't bathe my children and guess what else what? i don't think showering is good for you what? and of course we we diss them and we're like you you people are disgusting but it's like if freaking if megan stallion ever came out and said she doesn't bathe it would be a whole different conversation Oh, for sure. Well, let's take it even deeper. And if we if we were ever to say like, who is a woman that people like? I'm trying to think. Like, if Whitney Houston, when she was alive, ever said that, the conversation would be different. Oh yeah, for you sure. know, given be, because because again, black people are not afforded, non-white people are not afforded the opportunity to just come out and say, "Oh, I'm nasty and I don't bathe." right with all this fucking money that you you people have and then there are people there are people who are literally don't have a choice but to like maybe they can only walk to the river once once a week to bathe and they have to preserve water or they live in like desert areas who who don't have the luxury of siding not to bathe and you're out here at the height of white privilege talking about I don't bathe. Who fucking cares? And why do white people keep telling us they don't bathe? <laughs> Who asked? Who asked? I don't remember asking Jake Gyllenhaal if he if he showers. Right, Jake Gyllenhaal, my white king. I used to love him. Oh Lord, Jesus. Oh the boy. boy. Ash and Kutcher, Dak Shepherd, all of them said they don't bathe. I didn't even care. Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh gosh. Yeah, I remember Brad Pitt saying he didn't bathe; he uses baby wipes. Yeah, yeah, and then the one that really was was fascinating to me. I think was Taylor Swift when she said, "Well, when the water comes down from your body, your legs get washed." No. Yep, yeah, because of the soap. And then she said, "And she said shaving your legs is the same as like putting soap on." So you people are really walking around here with residue on your legs? Or in my language, cough? Ho- <laughs> just comfortably? My <laughs> hey god. This is why you guys, like me, I'm scared. Um, before I date a white man, he has to go through a probationary period. <laughs> Three months. Okay. All men. Yeah. Actually, yeah. But more so because y'all, your your community, the white community is too comfortable
1: saying they don't bathe.
0: Right. And, uh yeah, we need to go through, we need to do a, a contract. But that- even when look at, so Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, the couple, when they did an interview, they talked about, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not bathing their kids or bathing and stuff. And Mila made a point of being like, well, I definitely wash, like, my flaps and my slit but I won't do, like, a full shower. And so even when you look at it, even her as a woman, she had to, like, make sure, like, you know, yes, I'm still washing, like, under my breasts and my vagina and all that. Mm-hmm. But I remember her husband saying, I wash my slits and cracks and all that. And I said, so well, does this man have a smelly ass crack? Oh, my God. Can you imagine, like, and I know these days people be doing blowjobs. Blowjobs are a thing in this day. <laughs> these so, days? <laughs> So, like, guys, y'all are really putting dirty-ass dicks in your mouth? Ah, God forbid it. Me, I think, this is how I think it should go. When you're in a relationship, right, with a man, this is, a straight man particularly, because straight men have been taught that they're just born and that they're fine and nothing else, you know, nothing needs to change, nothing. They're just born and that's it. So, when when you do your things for the first time, I think you should, the first sexual experience should be in the shower. You say, hey, I don't know, how'd you, how'd you feel? Hey, babe. Do you wanna, do you wanna join me in the shower? You know, you make it sound nice. And then you, you look at him when he's in the shower. Look at what he does. And that's how you'll know if that's your husband or you need to dump that ass. Mm-hmm. I think that's what should happen because it's really one of the most terrifying things is when you're in the moment and you're hot. And then you come and you know, this whiff of sewage just hits you in the mouth. I'm scared. That's the fear I have. <laughs> a whiff of sewage. I am not going to tell any of you the first time you have sex what it should be like. Just, you know, if you think you're going to be getting down, I'd suggest a shower. <laughs> Listen. Let's be honest about like body odor is normal. Like you have a long day work, it's normal to have that smell. That's why you shower. All of that. We're not here to kinda of condemn you and say that oh you're just naturally not supposed to sweat or you're not yeah. supposed to do this. No. But you know, we but all they, like no, it's fair. Like I understand if like it's 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 okay to sweat. It's like body odor but it shouldn't be it shouldn't be violent. There shouldn't be violence on my nostrils from your body. And and same with myself. I, I will try to ensure that. Because then I think that's the problem. Yeah. Because you're taking two, three days, you're not bathing. Yeah. You're not, you know, I look into your ears, I see so much buildup. Because when you're in the shower, you don't take that three minutes to just go in and, you know, and finish. No more body odor, I don't mind. But it's like, don't come and start polluting my environment. Mm-mm. Because I I take care of myself. I make sure that me, I'm bathing. I'm doing what I need to do. Some of it, as you heard, is a trauma response for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think let's both, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how else to have that conversation other than being like, let's 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 go to the show. Ugh! And then I I um I need to like. I need to supervise the showering, right? You know, I need to do it. I, I just got to do it. But but back to what what I was saying that this this thing of like lately, like white people constantly like. I remember I had a manager at a at a job. I won't say which job because you. Know, mm. She one day we're sitting in a staff meeting and she laughs and she goes. <laughs> Hey you guys guess what i had such a hard time this morning telling my nine-year-old to bathe you know he doesn't like to bathe you know and 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 honestly i'm just trying to get him to bathe like the once or twice a week and i'm good but even that is hard <laughs> and like all the people of color in the room were like eh? like we all just looked at her and then I said, just beat him up and to get oh, him Right. I would just shower. throw my child into the tub. The tub, yeah. won't, the tub won't even have water. I'm just going to box him into that porcelain tub. Exactly. <laughs> and <laughs> and and like, oh my God. Okay. Did your mother ever, um, or your parents, did they ever like force you to bathe? When I was a child, I hated showering. I my mom. I loved going into the bath, like she'd run me a bath, but I loved to go into the bath and just like pretend I was like some rich white woman, just like soaking. <laughs> I would just be like talking to myself, singing, da da, da, da da and she'd be like, this is not a game, like start scrubbing, like use the soap, all that, because then she'd come and find me just like still chilling, practicing my diving lessons or whatever, swimming and all that, and then she'd be like, look at you all wrinkly and wrinkly. She <laughs> have not even scrubbed yet, all that. She'd be like, you're literally just wasting time.
1: You like, guys,
0: oh my God, no, your mom, your mom was a nice lady. Now that I'm thinking about it, my mother would come and be like, like I would go in the shower and I'd be there, of course, for like two minutes. I'd be like, I'm finished. And then she'd come and put her hand on my back and in my neck, like inside the crease of my neck and be like, you have not bathed. <laughs> you have not bathed. You are still hot. Go back go back go, go, go if i open my eyes and you're not in that shower you you see me today <laughs> my mom used to put her hand on my back and be like you are still hot go back that's hilarious and like i but i hated bathing so bad like it was and at home like in uganda you have to bathe like twice a day that was that was the rule yeah, morning, i feel I- that my mom was very like yes like i would waste time in the in bathing and all that so you have to bath before you go to bed and you bath in the morning before school but she was very much like once you come home from school don't you dare sit on my couch you come home you go into your room and you change into loungewear. you smell like outside you don't put outside clothes on my couch she's like you're not going to be up in school in this white country, Canada, going to be up in school on the playgrounds, all that, and then take those clothes and sit on my couch and have all that. She was just like, "No, you need to go and change." But yeah. she would make us like shower after school, she was just like go change into like you know lounge wear, and then come sit on my couch and come eat off my plates. Mm-hmm. Very much like shit you smell like outside. Yeah. There's outside clothes and then there's inside clothes. <laughs> yeah. We talked a little bit about this, about the media and how they contribute to this, this idea that women have to ensure that they're clean and, you know, and stuff like that. How do you think the way that we, we see people in media, like celebrities, how do you think that contributes to how we perceive ourselves as women? You know, like every time you see Beyonce or you see Tyra Banks or you see, you know, it's they just always look like well put together and, and like you don't see a blemish. You don't see a blemish. And then, you know. I can be honest saying that in times like I judge. like So I'll look at Beyonce and look at, you know, Rihanna and be like, oh, they're so put together and clean Mm -hmm. and all that. But then remember when Kesha first came out? I was just like, oh my gosh! Like, I just know that girl's breath stinks. I just know yeah. this she, just of uh, the way she looked, and I, I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Like, I would just look at her and judge her. I remember yeah. Miley Cyrus always sticking her tongue out, and I would just be like, I imagine she smells like you know, and you are just like just looking at a picture. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Miley Cyrus has enough money to buy my entire life and then some. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, she probably could pay people to scrub her down if she wanted to, mm-hmm. you know. And so we do kind of have that that judgment of it in general. I will say I think that I would do that like equal opportunity because. Do you know the rapper Post Malone? Oh, <laughs> I always look at him and I. I, again, I I'm like, I'm okay. I thought his name was Post Malone, but okay. <laughs> Post Malone, I always look at him and like does he babe? But you know, yes. I I I think that. You know, when we look at the media, you just never know what's going on and never know. If you look at a picture and somebody looks so pristine, you don't know what that angle is and how they got ready in this. And I always try to just remember, like. These celebrities have, like, these Marvel movies, and they'll talk about how they worked out to be this superhero and all that. You realize Disney hires them an instructor that they can see seven days a week, and they get meal plans and all that. You know, so you never want to try to, like, compare yourself or anything like that. But we all want to look good, and a part of that is smelling good. Yeah. 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 I agree. And I want to talk to you about what is your relationship with, before I ask you my, my follow-up question, what is your relationship around your body hair? Oh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I grew up thinking that it wasn't even because of my mom. My mom was very much like, no, you don't need to shave yet. I would want to shave. And I remember the first time I shaved, I didn't tell her. I, like, stole a razor. I shaved and cut myself and then made her help me and got an ingrown hair and all that. So she definitely was not somebody that made me feel bad for my body hair, but I think it was just society in my way I felt bad for my body hair. And so you just kind of look at it and you see, like, Oh, you're supposed to shave your legs. And I remember, at, like, nine years old, wanting to shave my legs, and then, and just like any tips for people, like once you start shaving, your hair actually goes back like faster and thicker. So mm-hmm. like I started shaving young, until it would like grow back. And then of course I hated like my arm hair, you know, because then I would shave my legs, and I'd be like, but now I look like I would say I look like a gorilla because I have arm hair and all that. I Hate that as well, and. I'm to the point now where I'm like, I I don't like facial hair because I feel like my makeup sits better when I don't have like hair on my cheeks and all that. It's so funny. I will go get my eyebrows threaded. I went to go get my eyebrows threaded and the girl was like, your upper lip too? And I was like, oh, no, no, thank you. It's okay. And I'm like, call me out. And then she's like, she's like, I'm going to do the upper lip anyways. I'm not going to charge you. I just have to do it. And I was like, sis, it's really that bad? Like, damn, how do you know I just don't even want to keep it? Like, what if right. I want a little mustache, girl? I'm kind of to the point of, like, you know, it's a normal thing. If it happens, it happens. I'm not like, oh, I need to shave for my man, this, is and mm-hmm. that. But, you know, I'll, I'll keep it. I know how I like to look and what I'm comfortable with. However, <laughs> when the Canadian winter comes and we are wearing these sweaters and these long pants, you best believe my legs are... Not getting looked at, you know, a month or two, mm. or not sorry. That's good. I'm I'm happy for you that you've reached that point. I'm not there yet. I'm still working yeah. on my issues with. I don't really have hair to be honest. Mm-hmm. I only have hair in in the vag area, and uh, I get it waxed. I banned shaving in 2017 um, because it was itchy, and I didn't. And I, me, one thing about me is I don't kill myself. Yes. So <laughs> I started waxing. So, yeah, waxing works better. It, the, the I mean, but, but that's another thing. I was so shy about the first time I went to go get a wax. Yeah, uh, someone else seeing my vagina. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I don't get a Brazilian wax. And I remember it was this Indian girl named Preet. And she did not get, like, she must have seen a bunch of vaginas and ass cracks in her day because I was so shy about it. But she was like, let's go, girl. Wide open. Spread them. Let's go. Up the ass. Yeah. Not, I was like, oh, okay. She was very professional. Mm -hmm. Very nice. But you could tell, like, clearly I made it a big deal. And to her, she was not going to remember me nor my privates. I definitely told her to stay out of my ass. Oh my I told, I. She's like I'm like, ma'am, if you know what is good for you, you will stay out of the ass area. I completely refused. I was like, no, we're not doing that till day. And yeah, and like, I only do like from the top down, but I, I nobody's going in my, even me, Jane, I don't know what my ass looks like. Why should you? <laughs> So no, <laughs> no, I, I'm paying for it. I get the no, It's okay. Yeah, you no can bad. keep the extra. It's fine. It's okay. I want to. I want to talk to you about these like new age feminists. Uh, they tend to be white women, of course, because white women are afforded the the leeway, the opportunity, the platform to be experimental with their feminism. I've been seeing like you know the let it bleed feminists, the you know my hair, my care, whatever. My hair, my business, my body, whatever the hell. Right. And letting their hair grow or letting... Now, I can understand rebelling and saying, you know what? Like, I... Fuck, fuck your standards around my hair. What I have a hard time with is the Let It Bleed campaign. Mm -hmm. You cannot tell me that you are walking around with fucking period blood. Even if it was pee or water or whatever it is. And you're walking around with it just dripping down you and showing on your clothes that that is somehow you like speaking for the masses what do you think about these feminists and do you think they're actually making waves where feminism is concerned where feminism really counts i think you do you sis um i think Mm -hmm. it's definitely like i remember when somebody took like pussy hat which was like a hat that's like shaped with vagina and put it on i think like a harriet tubman statue and a lot of like the black women's community was saying that's like actually disrespectful and that wasn't a feminist move i think you know whatever floats your boat if you don't want to shave your legs and want to let it grow do that the let it bleed i i I always thought was that, that some sort of a metaphor. Is that it against tampons? Because I'm like you in kind of the aspect of, no, you're actually not just going to like let it bleed because that would just feel uncomfortable for you, right? You know, like just like thinking of a comfort level. I think, you know, do I want to be around that? Do I want to do that? No, not necessarily, but I'm not in the, in the mood or In the position to tell women what to do with their bodies. So, you do you, sis. Do I think it helps the feminist movement? I think a lot of messaging Mm -hmm. we do sometimes is just that, unfortunately, messaging. You know, sometimes when you look at the feminist movement, what laws are being put in place? What decisions are being made? Who is at the head of certain tables? When we're thinking about the feminist movement, who are we thinking of putting ahead? Is it just for white women? Is it for all women? Is it for transgendered women? So I think that that's a really tough question to say because no, I don't think let it bleed or let the hair grow is doing anything for the feminist movement in a, in a sense of what our structures are and what our policies are. But if it's making women become more in love with themselves, acceptable of themselves, empowered, then sure. Mm-hmm. But it really depends on what angle you're talking about, right? It really depends on the angle of are we, are we talking about loving yourself? Are we talking about being empowered? Are we talking about uplifting each other? Or are we talking about making real systematic change? That's the thing and 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 I think what what I have a hard time with is that you know where is this conversation leading to you know this reminds me of you know when when uh what's her name Amber Rose did the slot walk right mm-hmm. now we know w- the slot walk started as a movement to address sexual assault. The reason why these, the slot walk was started was because a police officer told women that they should dress in a certain way to avoid them from being raped. And the slot walk was in response to that. Right. And so you have, you, you know, and then Amber Rose comes with the slot walk and then it's, Oh, I'm a whore. I'm a whore. I'm a hoe. I'm a hoe. Yes, I'm a hoe. I'm a proud hoe. I don't have any problem with a woman saying, yes, I'm a hoe and saying, I'm taking that power back. Or saying, yes, I'm a slut, I'm taking that power back. But the movement is not about saying you're a whore. And, and for Amber Rose, it's like, well, people spend time calling me, oh, you're just a stripper and you're just this. But then when, when you call it the slut walk and knowing the history of this, of this movement, of course, people are going to associate Amber Rose with this movement. Yeah. And so you're mess, you're changing the messaging about what this movement was meant to be. Start a movement called I'm a hoe. Right. And, and just do, your Amber Rose, right? And so that's what I mean about the, the feminists who are like, let it bleed. At the end of the day, what are you accomplishing? Right. And it's, and it, again, it goes back to being like, you are in a position of privilege you're you're white you know and so you you you're in living in a developed country you have access Mm -hmm. you can either say let it bleed or let it not bleed by buying pads tampons cups whatever people literally there are people in, in other parts of the world who cannot say that right they don't have the choice to say oh i'm gonna let it bleed um it's 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 I'm going to stay home because I don't have pads. For I'm going to stay home for five days because I'm on my period. Exactly. I'm going to have to cut out clothes or I'm going to have to. I, I heard stories of like women who said they sat in grass during break time when when they felt it was coming. You know, when I was growing up, I had cousins who in the village who used toilet paper. Or the, you know, they would wash. I, I heard women in like a documentary who said they cut out clothes and they would have to wash them. Yeah. Those were their like menstrual, cl- like, you know, yeah, a cloth to use. Yeah. And that's what I mean when it's like, are you really, when, when, if you're going to say that this is, and feminism can happen in different ways, right? But if it's only benefiting you and your privilege and people in your position, are you really making waves? Yeah, exactly. So, and that's why I I have a a tough time with it because it's like it's almost like the the point is to shock people and then and then what? Right, and then what? What's the next steps? What are we doing to actually, you know, empower? What are we talking about with it? And what's know, the ways that we said- keep going? Not to take over the let it bleed movement, but, like, what about in those situations where young girls get the period at 13 years old and then that is, you know, they stop going to school for whatever that week is. You know what I mean? We need to talk about it. Yeah. We need to figure out, like, it's just... For me, it's like, okay, and then, so now you have shocked me. I've seen blood on you, and then? Yep. Then why? Because to tell you the truth, I don't, uh, you know, I I don't know that I even remember who these women are. Right. I couldn't tell you what their movement is actually called. I couldn't tell you any page where they're, you know? So it's, it's like, let's, (laughs) let's have points to what we're doing, Is, is what I'm saying. Exactly. Let's be going somewhere. My last question for you is moving forward, you know, knowing what we know, obviously there are mistakes that our, our mothers made, but they were teaching us based on how they were raised and what they and, and what they've been conditioned to believe. Knowing what you know now, what are you going to teach your children, even your sons, about women? And our bodies. And the idea that women have to be clean. But I'm really, i really interested to know. Particularly your daughters. What is that going to look like? So there's going to be moments. Where you're going to have to be like. Okay your period is here. How do you think that composition is going to go? I think. I mean I don't know exactly how it's going to go. Because I don't know my daughter yet. You know Mm -hmm. she's not here. Hopefully she's wise how. But I think that. I think I want my daughter to know what a period is even before she gets it. I think, I think I want all of my kids to know. I want, you know, my son to know what it is just in general because this is what happens to a woman's body. And I want to be able to have that talk with my daughter and, you know, hope and, you know, talk about pads and tampons and what it means. And for me, it's like the same thing when I think about talking to my kids about sex. It's not necessarily that different when you're talking to a daughter or son. So when I'm talking to my daughter about cleanliness, you know, peeing, shitting, I mean, it's the same talk that I regularly think would give my my son, you know, learn how to bathe and to do it properly, but it's not going to be a taboo and have that much difference. Um It's not going to be such a different conversation depending on their gender. Mm hmm. I think it's going to be a natural thing. And I think, I mean, honestly, scientifically, we need to be clean to keep our health up. And that's what it is. And it's not something that I want to base off of what society needs you to be this. And I need you to be this. Yeah. It's something I will talk to them about realistically, scientifically, and uh, let them have any questions that they want to ask me. And I want them to know that it is absolutely normal. Mm-hmm. To take a big poop after you've eaten, you know, McDonald's or something. And then you have your nasty, smelly poop. I want them to know that's normal. I want, um, I want an open door policy. I want them to be able to talk to me about these things. And overall, I want them to take care of themselves and to take care of them how, health- their health. Right. And, and that's on that. I think. And that's on what? That's on that, and that's on period, or that's on poop. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I agree with that. I literally, yeah. I think, and one of the reasons why Black Queens Republic exists is because we want to make these conversations natural and, you know, so that we're not even calling them taboos anymore. So, yeah, I can't wait to talk to my kids about Normal things that I never got to talk about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the one good thing about this all is that we get to relearn, like you said, this is what our parents were taught and they didn't know any better. And we get to, you know, do it our way and take what our parents have taught us, take what, what we think is good from that and leave what is not. And, you know, we get to do it our way and yeah. have those conversations with our kids. And I think it's, you know, It's going to be normal. And like we said, I mean, all the stuff that we've talked about today on this discussion has been normal bodily functions. Is it fun? Is it, you know, fun to talk about? Is it pleasing? Maybe not, but it actually is normal bodily functions that everybody goes through in their long life. And, and yeah, and it's true. And like, we have to, we have to normalize this, these types of conversations for sure, and I'm a big fan of talking, so talk to each other, talk about these things and unlearning takes work. Right. You don't unlearn by just sitting on your ass and doing nothing. Unlearning requires you to to sort of evaluate your belief systems and then do different. So yeah. I hope that you know, I hope our listeners will do the work and, and uh raise a better generation. That is free of taboo topics, so to speak. And (laughs) free of the stigma. The stigma around shitting. Yes. Kill the stigma. (laughs) Kill the stigma. (laughs) Muluba, before we go, what are you up to? What can people look out for? Where can they find you? Oh, thanks for asking. So I am actually um, doing my own podcast called The Maluba Show. You can look for it wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, um, Buzzsprout. Um, so definitely look up The Maluba Show. I'm working on uh, launching my YouTube channel to do some video content for you guys. Let me know what you want from that. Just search my name, Maluba, or Maluba Habanama, and you can follow up with anything that i'm doing and i have a lot of new projects in the work but keep up with me on social media on twitter on instagram i am at it's maluba that's at i t s m u l u b a and you can follow all my adventures and otherwise i'm just loving life uh working the dream and uh doing what i do best which is talking Yes, she is the communications queen. (laughs) If if you find that, if you see an email from me that sounds the bomb dig, it is probably Maluba who wrote it. (laughs) So, check her out, guys. I have been on her podcast. I've been on an episode called The Angry Black Woman, and it was such a fun episode. So, go check out the Maluba show. And, you know, don't forget to check out Black Queens Republic. Uh, Just Google us, we are on Instagram. We are also on Spotify, Apple, or where, wherever you listen to podcasts. Absolutely. And get your Black Queen's with merchandise. I just got yes. mine. Y'all, it's pretty awesome. Get your hoodies. We have new merch coming out as well, you know, soon. We can't talk about it yet, but it's coming. So keep the movement going. As always, stay black. Stay black. <laughs>